Welcome to This Student Life, a podcast by Student Life and Learning Support at Toronto Metropolitan University, highlighting stories about student life beyond academics. Hi everyone, welcome to This Student Life. I'm your host, Helen, and this episode, we're talking about student publications. Student publications play a huge role in the TMU community. Whether it's delivering important news from the university, reporting on local arts and culture events, or providing a creative outlet for students to work together. I spoke with students and alumni from Can Culture Magazine, Rebel Zine, and On the Record to hear about their experiences working at a student-led publication. Sema is a journalism student and the editor-in-chief of Can Culture Magazine, an arts and culture publication that's affiliated with the Creative School but accepts submissions from around the country. My name is Sema Namathala. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I am a third year journalism student and the editor in chief at King Culture magazine this year. King Culture, I think, sprung out of a need for artistic journalism. We felt that there was a vacancy in disseminating the type of culture and life that exists within our our local community in Toronto, but just across the nation. So King Culture is an online publication, and we're really dedicated to bringing Canadian arts and culture to the forefront um, and to the limelight of journalistic telling, storytelling. Um, we do that through, you know, building community and building relationships with the artists um, that we know, that we don't know, that we hope to know, and bridging the gap between arts, artists, and audiences. Sema joined Can Culture in her first year at TMU and immediately fell in love with the team and their passion for the arts. So I've always really been an editor. <laughs> I've always been an editor. I've always been like a lover of, of language, of art. And the moment that I saw the call out, I actually got like an email blast from the School of Journalism um, saying like, hey, King Culture is like looking for an arts editor. And I remember being a first year um, and one of the requirements being knowledge of CP style, which I was just like, I don't know what CP style is and I've never heard of it. And that is scary. And I've been in the school for like a month, but I was just like, I'm going to do it. And I did the interview and I wasn't sure if I was going to get it. But what I do remember thinking it's just like, oh my God, I found people whose passion like oozes out of the screen and whether or not I become the arts editor, which is what I was applying for at the time, it's important for me to surround myself around people with so much joy and so much love for their community and so much love for storytelling, especially. So I became the arts editor in my first year, um, which equipped me with a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge that I did not have before, um, but it built, built a really strong foundation. And um, I became manager editor in my second year. Um, and my third year, I decided to apply for editor in chief based solely off of how much I loved working with folks within Kang culture. Um, and like still to this day, it's just something that brings me so much joy. Like we'll be like messaging each other on like Google Docs and and I'm realizing that I'm just like, I've never seen this person in my entire life and I love them and I love them and I'm like their biggest fan. And, and I say this all the time to my like my writers. I'm just like, you folks are so talented and I'm genuinely privileged to be able to sit side by side with you with our little icons on this like Google Doc thing um, and to read the stories that, that you've written. As editor-in-chief, Sema focuses on creating a space where writers of all skill sets and levels of experience can develop their journalistic voice and cover topics that matter to them. You'll sometimes write a story, have an editor look at it, and all of a sudden any you that was in it dissipates. And, and I think that's something that a lot of journalism students, especially incoming journalism students, new ones, 
are scared of. And like, that's kind of why the joy of journalistic storytelling, why the joy of writing at all, like that's where it falls. And we want to make sure that you don't fall. We want to make sure that we're like holding you and taking care of you as you grow your voice. I take on a really radical approach to journalism, I think, that's really anti-oppressive um, in nature in that I believe community members should be the ones telling their community stories. So I think my favorite stories to read um, and to like edit and to work on is when a community member tells their own stories. I'm Egyptian and I've had the opportunity in the last couple of months to work on a story about Egyptianity, um, about my own upbringing, about what it's like being a child of the diaspora. Um, I think that I bring or folks bring more nuance and more dynamic ideas and ideologies when they're coming from a space of lived experience. It becomes a much more joyful read. It becomes something that feels real and authentic. And then all of a sudden we're not erased in our own stories. And that's something that I've really been wanting to like propagate and to promote within can culture. It's just like you, you folks have voices. You actually don't need other people to write your own stories for you. So yeah, those are always, I think, the best ones when you yourself are, are telling your story. Over the past school year, Sema has led her team through a big change at Can Culture. They've expanded their publication to include writers from all over Canada, which has also brought in their readership. This was actually just something that I decided to do as editor-in-chief this year to allow folks um, from, from beyond just the Creative School, Toronto Metropolitan University School of Journalism background, because that was most of our, both our readership and our, you know, contributors. Um, but I was realizing that, again, there's there was like a need for people to read about and hear about and write about art. Um, that just didn't exist, especially within this like student Toronto area. And the second that people would like reach out to me and say like, hey, I know I've graduated, but I still really want to tell the story. Like, can I? I would never deprive people of that need, right? Of that need to like let their voices be heard or shine a light on other voices um, and amplify them. So I think what Can Culture really wants to do is, is pass the mic. When I was like younger, I used to hear this all the time from like journalists. It's like, oh, it's our job to like speak on those who are voiceless. In Can Culture, we don't believe that people are voiceless. We believe that every single person has a voice and that we want the platform to exist for those voices to be heard. Yeah, I think that readership has increased dramatically. We've we've garnered a, a really large social media following. We've, you know, had people reach out to us wanting to make those connections, which has really happened. Like, you know, people like jumping to us first instead of us reaching out. Um, it's just been like a really beautiful community building exercise for me, like realizing that like art is this uh, vessel and like especially like journalistic art to to bridge gaps and to um, make what is unfamiliar familiar and like take strangers and, and make them into like this really wonderful collective community because we don't we don't know all of these artists that that exist but a lot of them do um, and are creating phenomenal work and um, yeah I think we've seen that type of growth within can culture in the past year just from allowing other folks beyond our little group to um, to be welcomed in. So how can students get involved with can culture? We've hosted events before, things like editing workshops, writing workshops um, for folks who are new to journalistic storytelling. Um, if you're a first year in journalism, you'll like recognize immediately that journalistic storytelling is 
it feels like growing another part of your body it's like completely novel completely new you won't have written anything like it before because breaking hard news and writing feature stories there's just a lot of new facets to it that we're not introduced to when we're in high school for example so i think that sometimes can culture will run these events that allow editors as well as writers contributors um to to just introduce themselves to this novelty to this like foreign space and in somewhere really safe uh, where they can make mistakes, where they can ask questions and nobody's judging them. Um, and then it's just like an opportunity to flourish and grow from there. Uh, we've also started last year, we released our inaugural print issue. Um, and this year we're doing our second print issue. So this actually gives folks an opportunity to write, create, design, do print layout. There's so many parts that go into the machine of a print issue magazine that all types of creative um, you know, minds and bodies can can function with one another to 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 make it happen. This year, our our print issue is about accessibility and disability justice, which we're extremely excited for, and it really allowed us to to delve into the world of disability arts and crip culture. Can culture is actually a year round magazine, which means we're almost always functioning. Um, we also accept new contributors and writers year round, as well as photographers, graphic designers, folks that are interested can always reach out to us. We always have in our link tree in our bio on Instagram and Twitter. Um, a sign-up sheet for people who want to join in and then we'll funnel you into um, our different section editors email list and you'll get these pitches weekly um, you can either pick up pitches or you can submit a pitch of your own a lot of the time things inspire us as we're walking down the street um, and you want a story to tell and yeah I, I love the fact that we're able to house people's narratives and uh, we rarely reject pitches almost never unless they're like oppressive in nature but we always want to make sure that folks who have stories to tell, which I think every single one of us does, um, there is a space that exists for them here. And in terms of journalistic knowledge, like if you don't know CP style, Canadian press style, we teach you, right? We, it's it's the type of thing where we want you to grow with us. Um, so it's an opportunity to learn if you're unfamiliar. And where can you get a copy of Can Culture magazine? I have a hundred <laughs> print copies that are, that are left in my closet right now. So if folks ever want a print issue, um, reach out to me. Uh, but we also have our print magazines laid around all over the school. Sometimes you'll notice there are this beautiful red sharp um, magazines. But our, our print issue can also be found on our website, kingculturemag.com. We have a little print issue tab for our first issue and our second one hopefully coming out this April. Um, and on Instagram as well, kingculturemag. Rebel Scene is another Toronto-based arts publication with the mission to amplify the voices of women and queer creatives. I spoke with Maeve, who is the editor and co-founder of Rebel Zine, to learn about the origins of the publication. Maeve is also a recent graduate from the media production program at TMU. Hi, my name is Maeve DeVries. I am the editor of Rebel Zine. Rebel Zine is a multi-platform publication that focuses on highlighting uh, marginalized voices, specifically women and queer voices and intersectional identities within those groups. Um, and we focus on highlighting artists of all kinds and just really cool creative people who are making a difference. Rebel Zine actually started as a practicum project. Our creative director, Sarah, had the initial idea to create some sort of publication that was highlighting diverse voices. 
I feel like when it started, um, I had heard so many like short films going into it that seemed to be like a big thing that everybody did during practicum. So I wasn't exactly sure. Like I thought maybe that's what I would end up doing for practicum. But then I saw this project and immediately I was like, oh, that is super cool. And I knew that I wanted to write and this would be a chance for me to write and, you know, be creative in that way. I jumped on board immediately. There were originally a course, six of us who were working on the project, developing it um, and the six of us that launched it together. We released three issues for um, the duration of practicum. And then after that, we were like, well, we've created this audience. It kind of grew bigger than we even anticipated it to be. Um, and people are really invested in this now and we're really invested in this. It's a great creative outlet and we love working together. Um, so we just decided to keep doing it because why not? And we've grown the team from six to about 20 of us now. So it's gone beyond um, RTA and TMU. Um, we have people from different cities now as well. And yeah, it's just become something greater than we ever expected it to be. One really exciting moment for me was when we got um, contacted from 1824 from uh, Universal Music Group and they invited us to a press conference with Laub. And I've enjoyed his music for a really long time and getting to go to that press conference um, and then write an article about it afterwards was very cool. Um, another one that was like closer to the start of Rebel, um, Hannah Shafi, uh, also known as Frizz Kid Art, I had had her artwork um, in a calendar in my first year of university. So when I was living in res, I always had like her calendar on my wall and I loved it and I followed her. Um, and then I got the chance to interview her and it was such a full circle moment of like, wow, you were like a part of my beginning of university and now getting to like meet her and interview her in person. And she was such a cool person, like a bit of a full circle moment. And with this expansion, Maeve and their team have learned a lot about what it takes to run a publication. We're like essentially figuring out how to run a mini business on our own without without really any guidance in the real world. Um, so we're kind of learning as we go and, you know, figuring out how to best keep people engaged in terms of like our team. And as the team grows, how can we make this something that is really enjoyable and engaging for everybody that's working on it? As we started on a small team, we were kind of doing everything ourselves and learning where to like pass that off and collaborate with people and figure out how to delegate roles because you want it to be fun, especially when you're doing something on a volunteer basis like this. The point is for it to be fun and for it to feel like you're growing. Don't get carried away with something that's supposed to be fun. That should be at the core of it. Since becoming an independent publication, Rebel Zine has also hosted events to build community around its readers and followers. We have started doing a few events. In the spring, we did a collaboration with Lavender Literature, which is like a sapphic book club slash just like event um, organize, organizer. Um, they do a lot of little fun events and we had the opportunity to collaborate with them. Um, it was like a sapphic tea party. So we all had like tea and treats and we did a little like arts and crafts we did bracelet making and zine making um and we had vendors it was a really fun time it's just a great like chill way to come and meet people and hang out we did our own launch event in october for our first or sorry our fourth issue um and that was super fun we had we had some services there we had a tattoo artist we had like tooth gems and nail artists um but mainly it was just a space for like people to come in hang out and chat um, 
and get to know each other. And I think that people were almost more like stoked about it than I expected when we first launched the idea before we even had our, our first issue out. People were like, oh, this is like a women and queer focused zine that's like just promoting people for the sake of like promoting cool artists. People were really here for it because they wanted to find new artists. I think people are always looking for new art to support. Um, and a lot of our audience are artists themselves and are looking to either like make those connections with other people or have their art promoted. It's like truly a supportive, creative community. And everyone that I've met and have spoken to through like events and stuff has been so kind and just so excited to be there. And it, it like re-motivates me to keep doing what we're doing. Their upcoming event, Enchanted Speed Dating, sold out within weeks of being announced. But if you want to keep up with Rebel Zine and their future events. So you can keep up with us on Instagram and TikTok at Rebel Zine. That's R-E-B-E-L-L-E-Z-I-N-E. And our website is rebelzine.com. In the past, when we have been looking for, look, we're doing like team expansions, we've done a call out for it. So always keep an eye out for those. If you're like a graphic designer, want to work in social media communications, um, be a writer, come work with me, be a writer. Um, we do those call outs, but we're never opposed to someone just like reaching out to us and being like, hey, do you need someone on your team right now? Because I'm really interested in doing this. We also are always looking for people to feature in our zine, um, either through like a social media post or potentially for an interview. So you can always reach out through Instagram and DM us, or you can reach us at info at rebelzine.com. For our issues, um, we do theme announcements, and then we look for artists who have work that sort of fits within that theme. So that will be coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that and see if you want to create something or have something already in your back pocket that you might want to contribute and be part of this zine. Um, like I said, like we take submissions from all kinds of artists. So whether you're like a visual artist, makeup artist, um, like an actor, musician, truly like anything, a small business, we're always looking for more people to support. So Lastly, we spoke with Olivia, the managing editor for On The Record. On The Record is a news publication staffed by fourth-year journalism students who cover local and TMU news. Hi, I'm Olivia Weens. I am a technically third-year journalism student, but I'm graduating this year just because I have transfer credits from a different university. And I am the managing editor at On The Record News at TMU. So On The Record is a student-run, instructor-led publication um, that's basically uh, instructed for fourth-year or final-year graduating students um, to get a sense of what like a newsroom atmosphere kind of actually is. So we are working on daily news, putting out stories, like editing them, writing them, interviewing all within the same day sometimes. Sometimes it's a bit longer, but if it's breaking news, it's written and out the door super quickly. So fast deadlines, but we also work on broadcast news. We have a big social presence, um, like a social media presence. Um, and we also produce a print issue every few weeks. It is a news publication. So we largely cover news, uh, centered around TMU or the general GTA. 
we do arts and life as well. So oftentimes we'll be featuring artists or musicians or um, just like student life uh, kind of events. Um, but we'll also be kind of dissecting school policies or um, how schools, how the schools handling certain situations. Right now we have a lot of stories coming out about the security issues around campus, um, as are a lot of the publications. It's a big, big issue, but we're really focusing on that recently. But yeah, it's, it's mainly just to uh, inform the TMU public, the students and the faculty, everyone, about the ongoings around them. On the Record complements the journalism program by providing students with hands-on experience in a fast-paced newsroom. I've learned more about the actual like inner workings of a journalism newsroom in these past three weeks, more than I have throughout the rest of my like journalism schooling, although all of that has been useful as well. But this hands-on approach, it, it makes you feel a lot more prepared for the real world, which is good because <laughs> I'm graduating soon. So this is very helpful. Although On the Record is a news publication, Olivia's favorite stories to cover are human-centered. I really like long-form storytelling feature-esque pieces. Um, I'm very interested in the environment, very interested in, in wildlife and preservation, but also just anything kind of human-centered. Um, I really like to profile people and just get to know the different little nuances in everyone's life and tell their stories through writing. A year or two ago, I wrote a piece on hyper-realistic nipple tattoos for breast cancer survivors. Um, so I, I got to profile this wonderful tattoo artist who um, who does like hyper-realistic tattoos. It's a wonderful practice um, that brings a lot of a lot of joy to both breast cancer survivors and people who've had top surgery. So yeah, it, it was a wonderful story to write. I got to speak to um, a woman who's had had breast cancer um, and is surviving with cancer currently. And um, she's a mom, she's a working woman, she's a fighter. And um, she got these nipple tattoos and um, it just, it made her feel whole again, I think was her words. So um, that was very fulfilling. On the Record's first print publication of the semester came out earlier this month with an article by Olivia about the province's early childhood education shortages. I just recently finished a piece that will be coming out with our print issue on Monday, February 6th, uh, on how early childhood education staff shortages are about to be ramped up in the next couple years. And um, I simply got um, early childhood studies students at TMU's opinions on how they feel heading into a career that is rife with shortages and stress and burnout. Um, so I'm really excited for that to come out. To read Olivia's latest article and to keep up with On the Record, ontherecordnews.ca is our website. So you can find all of our all, all of our published pieces there. Um, and then on social media, I believe everything is on the record news. Student publications help keep the TMU community informed and give students a space to speak about issues that matter to them. If you have a story that you want to share, be sure to reach out to one of the many diverse student publications at TMU. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Student Life. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. To keep up with student life and learning support at TMU, 
Follow us at SLLS underscore TMU on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.